Hello and welcome to another episode of the PU Football Podcast. Uh, I don't know where you listening to this, but uh, you may be running, you may be just uh, having lunch, uh, maybe about to sleep. But I'll tell you what I am, because it's important. I'm in my office, I've just had lunch, I'm having a little coffee, and we're about to have the kind of conversation you have after lunch, you know, that kind of relaxed conversation in which um, things come out that you don't expect. And I'm going to do it with somebody who is one of my close friends in the in the business and somebody I admire greatly. Uh, and if we actually went through his CV um, without half an hour, use that. So instead, I'm just going to call him uh, from now on the wise man, as well as his name, Avram Grant. Avram, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Guillermo. How are you? Long time. I'm all right. Uh, I'm saying the wise man because uh, I see you in, uh, in the kind of forums where the future of football is decided. And that's exactly why I wanted to talk to you about. I've seen you uh, um, in the meeting of coaches and legends uh, with, with FIFA in recent times. And I know that uh, as well as that, uh, you are a consultant and, and you, um, you were really close to, uh, to people that want to develop their mental abilities, if you like. Uh, I don't think I've, I've made a very good introduction, but if you want to put the context of your professional background right now, tell us what, what you are doing. First, uh, thank you for the compliment, but I'm trying to do wise things. I don't know if I'm a wise man, share my experience, experience of others, and try to see the future, which is more important what is will be the next step, because the world is not standing at the same point, not by life, not by technology, not by medical, not by anything, always moving forward. So I'm trying to do it again. I, you know, I was coaching since I'm 18 years old. I'm in the football since I remember myself. I was coaching in three continents in other leagues, and I'm very lucky that through the football I see different culture, different things. And uh, in the last year, I'm trying to share my experience in the different areas, like uh, business people uh, and other areas that are using my experience, because football is, the, for me, is the biggest uh, pressure environment in the world. Not because there is no pressure in other things. Yes, my daughter, when she has exams, she's under tremendous pressure, but it's her with uh, this businessman when he buys. This building is this, but on our job, why it's the biggest one? Because there is the media and there is the supporters that they was born with the team and they will die with the team and everything. And there is the owner that come to the football from different area that was not born with the football. <laughs> they came after they become very successful and they think that they know immediately more than people that 40 years in the business. I'm not against them, by the way, I'm just saying that. Uh, so I'm trying to take these elements that we have in football to different kinds of life by the pressure side, how to take the best from yourself, how to behave in different situations, because not even one player, not even Messi, not Ronaldo, not Pelé that we wish him hell well and everything was good all the games. Not even one team won all the games. So you need to know also how to recover and to maintain success, which for me is amazing because we are speaking about here. And you know how they call my project, Win Your Mind. Because the first thing that you need is in your mind. It's owners, it's uh, coaches, it's tough today. There is a lot of stuff there. And there is to see the future about the football in itself, where the football is going to. The football going to... The football today is not the football that has 10... Uh, the only thing that, uh, that stayed, that you need to score one goal more. The other things change a lot. So you've gone the difficult way to, to, to uh, see what's coming up and, and affect it. Uh, you can also get rid of uh, media, fans, uh, owners, what else do we need? Um, and then just let people play and that would be football. 
but that's not what football is now, isn't it? I mean, it is a massive, massive business uh, and also affects a lot of emotions, business and emotions that don't really work together. So having all that in mind and with all those influences and the pressure that you're talking about, how do you picture, uh, let's go to the essence of it, the footballer, the, the footballer of the future? What, what does it need to survive? The football survive anyway, but the football is the only business that when you start, you like football. You don't think you want to be a player, but you play. I, I now, in my age, play with my friends every Friday, every this, and even if you saw, with, uh, we spoke, uh, how do you say, we played with uh, now when we was in Doha. We loved it. We don't do it for money. We spend money to buy the equipment. And then you become good. And if you are good, you have a contract. And if you are better, you have bigger contract. So it's good to be good in this, but still it's starting because we love it. Nobody forced us to play football when we were young. This we need to keep. We need to fight for this, about the soul of the game. I love it until now. I'm crazy about football. I love football. But in the other, when you bought professional, you need to research about the football, where the football is going uh, now. I think football become more dynamic. I will tell you two elements. Simple elements. You know, I have a, you know that I have a team that doing research about every element of football. Everything, every there are students like football. Few of them are young coaches, and we say everything that I will tell you. There is a research behind it. Take two 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 things now. You don't see uh, now lazy player. You can say he is more dynamic and he is less, but you cannot come and play and say he is not moving like before. Remember, Guy, I mean, we were watching twenty years ago. Say, hey, why is not moving? Why is not running? <laughs> Now you cannot see it. Everybody's running. Second, amount of using chances in front of the goal. You will be surprised, but it's completely in the highest level. Still, you can miss big chances, but not like before, because people are more practiced, more, they have more quality in front of the goal. I'm not talking about only Lewandowski and Messi and others. You have more. So this is two elements. The others on the pitch, you need to play to press, you need to press high, not high, but you need to press. So it's mean that the players need to be under pressure. So the statistic that I, I'm doing now in football is not the statistic that I did 10 years, 10 years I did it, but 20 years ago. It's about intelligence, about reaction, how fast you think. We now need players that have a quality, but think very quickly. Then there is the mental side, because there is a lot of pressure, social media, media and everything, and they are very young. It's not that young. Look what's happened to COVID now and others, you know, under pressure. People forget they're only human beings and then the pressure can kill them. It can kill everybody, but also pressure can be your friend and push you to be, uh, to be, how do you say, better successful. I could achieve, couldn't achieve anything in my life if I didn't have the pressure and the pressure every time. So I think if to cover in two minutes, there is what's happened on the pitch and off the pitch, and what will be in the future? In the future, for me, I think it will be more by the, by the coaching stuff. Remember, I told you 15 years ago, I think 15, yes, I think we was in Spain. I remember I told you all the football will come to personal training by the tactical, by the physical, by the mental. Goalkeeper, not, not uh, the, the same uh, mental like a striker. Striker can sleep all the game and he's going here. Goalkeeper can be, you know, I lost only one game when I was in Chelsea in the league. 
against Arsenal. Peter Cech was fantastic, but then he didn't mistake with the ball. We lost 1-0 and then, you know, Drogba, for example, in the final, final didn't touch the ball, even in Turkey, but he scored the goal and he became hero. So it's a different mental thing. Also by the physical side, why players that play on the side need to play like the center half or center half like the striker. Striker is a lot of explosive, the other is a body. So it become, it will be personal training. Each player will have a trainer, not all the week, because it will take the best from him. And uh, also each position will be different. I remember that Wenger told me, you know, now we need coaches for the coaches <laughs> because there's stuff. But how, that's how you take the best from the players. What I did uh, 25 years ago by myself, because you know I like to personal development. Now you have a staff that will do it. So because of this, we will see the football develop and be better and better and better by any aspect of the football. And second, you need more versatile players. I think in the future, we'll see right back that will come to the box more often. And we will see midfield players that will be in different areas that uh, today because you need to surprise the other team. We see glimpses of that, don't we, already? Uh, and that's a fascinating thing because you, you, you look forward to when, what may happen in regularly in five, six years' time. But you know, when you see Kunde, the Sevilla centre-back, that appears as a right-back or even in the, in the, in the box, or, or, or you see you know, forwards defending in their own uh, box. I mean, the, 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 it's not so clear what... Uh, it's clear the job that they have to do and what they've been bought, but on the pitch and during 90 minutes, they have to do a lot of, uh, a lot of things. And of course, uh, you're touching on, on the mental side. It seems to me like football. It's like, a, you know, when you're painting, uh, you're painting something and some of it is really clear and sharp and you've got all the colors. The part of the mental side is still blurred, still not very clear. And that's the one to develop and where there is room for improvement that will make players better and coaches better. And that's the, the side that you're trying to put the sharpness and the color and the painting. No, That's the side that you want to focus on because it's where the biggest growth there will be in, the, in football, no? You know my triangle of success, talent, passion, mental strength. Nobody has enough talent to live on the talent alone. Passion, you need to have passion for football, to do your job good, to improve yourself all the time. But very, very important. If you have, if you have only these two, you cannot reach your top. You need mental strength to deal with different situations. Messi now needs to deal with different situations than he has all his life. No doubt that is. Oh, what a gifted player. I never see such a thing. But he need to deal with it. If he will deal with it, for sure, yes. But I'm not sure if it will take him one week or three weeks. <laughs> so I think today there's a tool that it will take him only one day. Because the quality is there. But quality is not enough. Even the quality is the most important. We are buying players because of the quality. But what you speak, you spoke about two things. First, about the key position of, of players will stay the same. Goalkeeper stop goals striker score and others, but you will find them in different areas of the game. You will find them in different areas on the pitch because you need to make uh, the, uh, the life of the other team hard. <laughs> How we can make it if everybody will be in this position, it's very di difficult to defend. So I think the football will develop in the next five years, will develop, or I see different tactics, different things, and keep the, still the basic uh, of the game. But the mental side, no doubt, no doubt that this is one of the key areas today because there is a social media, there is a lot of pressure about the player, uh, there is a big money, which uh, put also extra pressure. So there is a pressure. The basic pressure is to win games. The basic pressure is to do well. 
but not even one team or one involved the game, and not even one player, including, as I told you before, including Messi, Ronaldo, and Pele. I wish him well from here. He's my idol. Was good all the games. So how you recover? How you recover as quick as you can? Everybody's recover, but sometimes it takes them more. By the way, it's only about life. My children also the same. I treat them the same, but they they take examples from the football, so they are very strong. So what I want to say that the mental side will have more improvement. You cannot study, you know, I study psychology and everything. You need to study it. The football is the biggest university of Russia. And if you know how to deal with this, uh, because at the end of the day, pressure is part of the game. Pressure is a part of our game. I couldn't achieve anything in my life if I didn't have pressure. I would go to the beach in my country or in your country, beautiful beaches, and don't do nothing. But when you don't do nothing, you don't achieve anything. Hmm. There is another side of, uh, of football that uh, I think we kind of we've been ignoring for a while, uh, and I tell you a story that that that, that proves it. Um, is rest, rest. Uh, we just don't study. What we are starting to study rest, resting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Luis Enrique, for instance, a very active, uh, some would say even hyperactive uh, person, personality that needs to do things all the time. Uh, he's working with a sports psychologist, Joaquin Valdez, who uh, asked him, what, what, what do you know about rest? What, when would you rest? Oh, yeah, whenever. And whenever doesn't work anymore. So he's had to realize that before an European Championships or the next World Cup, he's got to prepare for it, mentally, physically as well, and have enough rest. Uh, what I'm trying to get to this is um, we are creating the perfect machine. Footballers, as you said, are perhaps the most complete athletes in the world because they're able to do so many things so well and we keep pushing and now we'll just work on on the mind and then we'll work on the rest as well uh, is there a limit to what they can do as in can we make them play every two three days and nothing gets affected is there more possibility to play them more games that's very good what you said but uh, i think you need you need now except the other thing to respect the rest. This machine needs to rest also a little bit, but you know also when they need, because they need to be in the best in the games. If you say to, to the footballers 20 years ago that you can play every three days and then World Cup and there's this, you can say, no, they can do that. But see now what's happened in the Euros. They was running like crazy. 120 minutes, they're running like crazy. Because why? Because the medicals, medical and the science become more advanced and it will be more advanced. You know, people don't know that when I was in Chelsea, I took the physio and put him as a fitness coach. Always, everybody was against me. He said he was the coach of the reserve team of Reading. I say, I was director of three months. I knew him, I spoke with him, and I was the connection between the staff and the, between the science, between the physio and the physical side. And he was brilliant, Glenn. Brilliant. Remember in Chelsea, where the midfield of Mekalele, over 30, Balak over 30, Lampard over 30, not even one midfield in England run like them. There is a stats about this. And one of the things that we knew how to analyze when to press them, when to give them a rest, want everything because we combine the science with Zeda. Now everybody knows that. So the science can help you. It will be no problem. If you can play every three days, they will play. But the training needs to be different. I think there will be more tactical training. The preparation will be in the highest level because you prepare your body to this and the other thing. But no doubt that they are now run more than 10 years ago. In 10 years, they will run more. Only because mm -hmm. of the science and this. 
because we know more about the body. We know when the body needs to rest. By the way, also mental, sometimes it's not that physical. And I'm, I'm getting into the, 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 how much we're pushing the players because I want to talk to you about the football calendar. Uh, as we all know, every 10 years, everybody meets up uh, and decide what the calendar is going to be for the following 10 years. The limit to this now, uh, the deadline is, is for 2024. And coinciding with a new calendar being formed, there is this civil war happening in football where FIFA is pushing one way, UEFA is pushing another way, clubs pushing one way, war going on between different parties. Uh, and I, I want you to give me the, the context of it. Why is this happening now? Look, if it was, would happen two years ago, you can say why it happened then and if it's two years from now. Someone suggest a suggestion. I, I'm not talking about the war. Different opinion, there is no problem for me. I like different opinion even in my stuff until you come to the right, uh, the right conclusion. So I'm not going to the war and why people do it. Uh, I hope everything is coming because they care about the football. Because there is marketing today, everything, but everything is starting is the game will be improved and improved and improved. About the people that need rest, let's take a fact. Yes, the game is more dynamic now. The players are playing more games, no doubt about this, yes? Mm -hmm. And still there is no problem. Still you see them in the, the last month or when they come to the World Cup in the Euro, they play fantastic. So it means that if you do the right thing, there is no problem with this, if you do the right things. Even they have more and more and more and more and more pressure than before, more games and more uh, like this. This is a fact. So someone gave a suggestion and they asked me, they said to me, let's do the World, the World Cup, no doubt is the biggest event in the world. Everybody like it, you represent your country and see something very interesting. This is the game that the players get paid less than others and they want it more than anything. They want to participate in the team and the win. Look at the tears that Messi had on the Copa America. Yes, it was, he, he is the best player, yes, with a lot, he won, he won everything. And still he was happy because he represented his national team. So there is no doubt this is the biggest event. So someone came and say, why not, instead of four years, decision that was made more than 100 years ago, because I don't know if you know, the, the first World Cup, all the teams from Europe went with the same boat one month to this, to decide what to do. So I will tell you, I will, I will make it wrong in a few. When they asked me first, someone from uh, FIFA, I will not tell you his name, but it was the president. And he asked me, what do you think every four years? I say, no, why every, four, uh, why every two years? And he said to me, why? And then, you, you know, I'm sorry to say, when I started football, I explained to the players everything, why we're pressing, why we press here, why not? And people said to me, don't ask why, tell, don't ask them, tell them to do. But today, every, so when he asked me why, I didn't have an answer. I said, uh, I'm used to it. <laughs> Okay, but he was used to other things. And then I say it will lose prestige. And someone tell about the Champions League is every year. Don't lose prestige. Still people exciting about it. So because someone decided 100, maybe decide well, yes? Maybe we need to do it every six years, but you will not lose prestige. People like it. But what is the advantage of this? I know that the calendar is a problem, but I have solution also for this. The advantage that let's say first take a player like Balak. Balak, missed the, the, the final of the World Cup in 2002, we had two yellow cards. He missed the, qualif the, the uh, World Cup of 2010 because he got injured, by the way, the game against me, even he was one of my favorite players against Portsmouth and he missed it. So now we needed to wait four years, but he cannot, he was 30 years old. 
So we have more opportunities and many players like this, many players like this, that uh, so they have every two years. Second, more chance to the small teams, small teams to qualify. Third, more chance for the big teams <laughs> to win because you see the celebration. My son was in the final, Daniel, and he didn't want to come to the final in Moscow. He said, I want to be, I think France will win. Three days of celebration because this game can make all the, when you win in a club and I was in club, you are the club, you is all the country. So I think it's more opportunities. It's a more positive thing. Send we have the calendar. What do you do with the calendar? Okay, this is an issue that we need to deal with. But I always start from the idea. Even when I make, I remember that one of my assistants said to me, I'm sorry about the analogy. He said to me, oh, we cannot make this player to play because it's a problem. I said, no, no, we start from the idea and then we find a solution for the problem. So I said, this the idea, I think it's good. Need different state of mind, need to think. But say, uh, and then we need to do calendar is a problem, but there is someone suggest a calendar that they have less, less, uh, how do you say, less games, less games, because now there is a lot of games that are more, more meaningful. With all the respect to UEFA, which I understand that I'm from Europe, yes. What is this nation cup? I didn't understand it. You know, Israel qualified from the fifth place, almost they come, uh, uh, if they beat Scotland, they will be in the, what is, no, nobody understand it. The people like to do more meaningful games. So no, no, and I tell you as a national coach, nobody care about the friendly games anymore. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And, uh, and you, you shouldn't complicate uh, football because then that's when you lose the audience. The simpler, the better. World Cup, you know, everybody fights. It's for the nation. And, uh, and, and I agree with you that every two years, it'll be a lot of fun. But it's also- I, I must tell you, I must tell you, I must stop you. You know, I was, normally I do TV in the last 30 years in the World Cup. And my favorite is the group stages. To see the small countries that came first time, coming first time. This is, you cannot imagine. Mm -hmm. You can imagine. In fact, uh, <laughs> we, we can look at the, uh, at the things that, uh, that, that definitely will benefit the World Cup. We tend to look at everything uh, where I stand in Spain, England, um, with a very Eurocentric view. Uh, the World Cup means a lot. Uh, you, you go out to Asia, you go to Africa, and the possibility of actually fighting for it and participating in it will bring certainly um, uh, that excitement more often, uh, the sense that perhaps even a unity as a nation, if, if, if anybody wanted to take it that way, may also be benefited because the power of football has got, can do those things. And as you say, players that uh, may not have the possibility of going to Europe and playing in Europe to actually be at the highest stages possible in their careers more often, uh, or, or mm -hmm. at least trying to qualify in two years. So there's a lot to go for it. But as you said, you already pointed out the biggest problem, which is, of course, the calendar. I mean, um, are you ever going to say yes to this? <laughs> the, the, calend the calendar is, is a problem that can be solved. It can be solved because if you see that you bring more excitement, it's good. It's good, I think. Look, in Europe, there is 52 countries, yes? Or 54, I don't remember. 24 teams now in Europe. More than, almost 50%. And still is very prestige. Still is very... Imagine that in the World Cup, will be 100 teams, 100 national teams, yes? It's, it's impossible, yes? But still is exciting. It's only, it's a, a lot of state of mind. I think about the calendar. If you find, there is a solution. You find the solution that the players after we'll have a rest of one month, it will be great. By the way, 
few of the players will have more than one match because only two teams come to the final. So the team that participates only in the event will have one month and a half, which I think uh, it's enough. Of course, need to be find solution for this because the performer is the players. You need to give them the rest that they needed. But there is a solution for this. If everybody will come together and decide, let's make more excitement to the football, they will find a solution, including UEFA. UEFA is doing a great thing. I was in the last tournament was fantastic, I think. Even it was in many countries because people, I was in few games and more than this. But you see, you see what's happened. You know, people say to me about England, all of England was under strike before the semi-final and the final because people love it. Yes. So we need to give them more, more, more joy to the people. I think it's good for everybody. I don't, I, so, I, again, about the meaningful, I was also thought about this, but see Champions League every year. NBA, my favorite, every year, they call it the champions of the world, yes? People are very exciting. Yeah. Uh, the cynicals uh, out there, and, and not so cynicals as well, they said, yeah, it's for, uh, for FIFA to have more money. Um, the way they talk about it is like, if they were going to keep it in their pockets, actually FIFA distributes the money, a percentage of it anyway, to nations that couldn't raise it any other way for them to have their own pitches and and, and there is a lot of good being done with, with that money. But uh, obviously you need the backing of big corporations or big brands and, and money coming into the game. So do you think that is still something good for football if that happens, if it becomes bigger as a, as a, as a money business? Look, I, I, I'm in, in FIFA now. I'm not, uh, but I'm part of it. And I can tell you that they want, they want to use the money Look, FIFA has 211 countries, and part of this is to give more chance to the small teams to uh, to go. And when you give a chance to small teams, they need to be in the level. So that we are working about this to do, you know, more uh, criterions of uh, coaches or pitches. I came from Africa. I was in Ghana. I was in other places in Africa. I love Africa because there is a lot of talent, but still need to be more criterions for pitches. I was in many countries in Ghana, there was no good pitchers, good pitchers. So the money, I, I, I suggested, and I think there need to be some criterion that the team, the, the country need to develop the pitchers, develop the coaches, good coaches bring good uh, students, develop the staff around. Everybody know the importance of the staff around. When I came to Ghana, the first thing that I did, I bought a physio that was with me in Chelsea. He was fantastic. Need to be developed by this money. I think more money, and they use it well, and FIFA want to use it well. It will be to if there will be more money because there was also remember there's more expenses and everything. We'll use it for the small countries uh, to develop the football, and I think everybody will be happy. Look, Guillaume, you like the football, me like the football. The people are listening. It's still the biggest game in the world. Let's develop it. Let's give it to everybody the chance to be a good football player. We're just finishing, uh, and uh, and I, I think you just touch on on really what's dividing those decision makers in football. On one hand, there is this idea by FIFA to, uh, to take football everywhere. Uh, at the end, a very socialist idea, if you like. Uh, and UEFA, am I understanding that they're probably thinking more of uh, their nations, their nations, their, their, they don't want to share their, 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 their players and share the clubs uh, with the rest of the world, they're thinking more of themselves and it's more an egotistical approach to football. Is that the big division? I think, 
you know, I'm a big fan of discussions, open discussions about everything. I don't think that UEFA is against the football. I don't think so. I think also they want the good of football, and I think it will be good for them also. I think people need to think together and sit together and look for solution. No, no, no doubt that people today looking for more excitement, more meaningful games, more excitement, supporters and everybody, and even football players. They want to be in, it, in the highest level uh, to show themselves. So I think if uh, wafer, by the way, not just wafer, there is South America, there is others, will sit together, they will find a solution that everybody will be happy. I also enjoyed very much the Euro. The last Euro was fantastic, the organization. The, it was not easy, all the corona and everything, but still it was excitement. So I think they need to sit together and not to be one against each other, sit together and find for a solution. The topic need to be what is good for the football? What is good for the supporters? And then find the solution. There is a lot of issues. It's not like a calendar. There is a lot of things that you need to deal to make it uh, happen. Uh, I call them, if I can call through you, come together with a good mood, put the issues on the table, try to find a solution and see what is good for the football. Are we close to understanding each other or still miles away? To be honest about, about these things, I don't have enough knowledge because uh, I have friends in UEFA and a friend, and now I did uh, what I did for FIFA, which I was very impressed with the people there. I think Infantino did a great thing because until now we spoke about technocrats that they have in football, you know, in UEFA and this. We spoke about he took former football players, former coach, coaches. I say, I want to hear your opinion before we take any decision. And he, he said to me, even personally, if they think that it's not good, I will not do that. <laughs> but all the players that was former players, fantastic, was Ronaldo, amazing guy, Peter Schmeichel, Tim Kyle, eh, Omonica, who has uh, other, sorry if I forget someone, Samich Dera, that only now finished football. I don't know why he finished. He could play a few years more. And Materazzi and, Arsene, and Arsene Wenger. People that was came from the football. I, that I was in three continents, and also for a small country, where the goal, Habchi, the goalkeeper of uh, Oman, uh, was there. Uh, Nielsen from New Zealand, Tim Kine from Arsenal. So different opinion, different, and was all the subject on the, on, the, on the table. And he said, let's hear them and go and, de and decide it. So I, I enjoy it because I think this is how you need to do things. Take the people from this, from the, from the, how do you say, from the pitch that cover and, uh, and, and uh, make them as advisor. And it, I did it, I think he did uh, very well. I enjoyed very much. It's not the first meeting. It's a few meetings. I was also, by the way, in the fire and conquer cuff with Infantino and this. I heard also what they have to say about this. And uh, look, first thing, Guillaume, I must tell you, when you speak with someone, people like to feel in the comfort zone, which sometimes is a fake comfort zone. When you speak with them, they say, oh, every four years. But then people understand that it's, it can be better every two years. Nobody, nobody likes change. Nobody likes change. And the debate that you're suggesting gets people really nervous. I think it's fascinating. It's a fascinating time for football because yeah. things can happen and are going to change and they're going to change in our time and we may just be able to affect it. Talking to you is a way to affect it. Uh, you are telling us uh, that position that you've got, which is very clear. So, Abram, I want to thank you as always for your time. I want to say one more thing. The football is not in the same even by the rules. You are looking also for different rules. You remember the days that you pass the goal to the keeper, it can help it. Now, now you can, so football, even people say it's conservative, it's not so conservative. 
many rules are changing. The red card, the yellow card, the, anything. Only the offset stays the same, which is good, by the way. Other things change a lot, which is good for the football. So we need to think always what, how to develop the game. Still keep it like it is and make it better. Like I think from the tactical side, from the other side, I have my staff, people, young people that always think about ideas. What will be the next move by the tactical side, by the technical side, but how you are you presented to the players by the physical side? We have amazing conclusions. So people need to think what is good for the football. Enjoy the present. I say it again. Enjoy the present, predict the future, and learn from the past. <laughs> Thank you, Gia, by the way. Sorry that I stopped you. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Thank you very much, everyone, for your time. As always, as always, I hope you, you stay fit. And, uh, and keep your mind working as you keep doing.